0: Alright, what up? Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. We're back. Episode 14 of the Project 6 podcast. And, uh, surprisingly busy week. Actually, uh, a lot of little news items. They're not, it's nothing big here. It's just a bunch of little things. So we'll do that. That'll definitely pad the time up. And then we'll go over some some game stuff. New Fortnite season. Demon Souls. Some Mandalorian talk. Uh, As of (laughs) the start of this recording, it's 11.22 Saturday night. Uh, I I was actually hoping to record this earlier tonight. But all my plans for today went right out the window because I've been playing a shit ton of Fortnite. Um, So that's that. I actually have an article I was trying to write today that I just haven't got to. So I'll do that tomorrow morning. It's snowing out. I don't know what I'm going to have to do for shoveling tomorrow. It doesn't look nearly as bad as it could be, but it is what it is. Um, I figured it's probably best to record this now. That way, if I get up in the morning, have to go out and shovel a bunch. I don't have to worry about the podcast. It'll already be done and whatnot. So let's get right into it because there's a lot of little items here to touch on. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising obviously came out this week. It's a game I've been keeping my eye on because I I don't know I thought it looked interesting I was interested in it obviously it's a Breath of the Wild clone um, the reviews are actually half bad. aren't half bad not half bad uh, looking at Open Critic it has a top critic average of eighty and seventy eight percent of critics recommended that's based on one hundred seven critic reviews Uh I've actually watched a decent amount of Immortals Phoenix Rising the last few days on Twitch. And, I mean, it looks alright. Like, it looks interesting. It looks worth playing. But, you know, I, I do see... I mean, it it's a lot like Breath of the Wild. Which is fine. I, I thought Breath of the Wild was a decent game. But I think it's an overrated game. Again, it's one of these games I, I would like to replay sometime Uh, and see if give it another chance and see if maybe I didn't fully appreciate what it was, but I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a really pretty world. It's a big world. There's a lot to do. And I just see it as one of those games where you just sort of casually roam around as you make your way through the story. And then I beat it and I'm done. Like I'm not going to fully explore that world. Cause I mean, it's you can only do the same combat loop and little puzzles or combat challenges so many times before. It's like, alright, I, I get the point here. But, I mean, it looks decent. It looks like it'll be worth playing. I haven't decided. I'm thinking about playing it on the PS5. Uh, mainly just to use the PS5 controller. But, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to get to it anytime soon. Because Cyberpunk comes out this week. So, I'm just I wasn't even going to bother starting the game. So, I don't know, maybe by the end of the month, I'll get around to playing this. It depends. I don't think there's anything big coming out later this month after Cyberpunk. Just taking a quick look, no. I don't see anything after Cyberpunk. So, I don't know. We'll see how long Cyberpunk takes to beat. And then Immortals Phoenix Rising will start. So, looks like a decent little game. Probably worth playing, but whatever. Um... Super Mario World at Universal Japan finally got a official opening date. That'll be February 4th next year. Obviously interesting timing considering pandemic stuff is going on, but I guess there may or may not be a vaccine coming into play here, so who knows. Uh, it certainly feels like that's going to be pretty tightly connected to the Olympics next year. Obviously, the Olympics are supposed to be this year. My guess is Japan really wants that park up and ready to go for the Olympics. I don't know. We'll see how all that plays out. It looks super good, right? They released a nice little overview of of the park. It just it looks fantastic. All the animatronics, the coins spinning, oh, just everything about it looks so good. Uh, it's one of those things that I would I would love to go see, especially if they don't build one. At Universal here in the States. Um, But I put this sort of in the category. That I would put things like. The Pyramids of Giza. Or. The Great Wall of China. Where I wouldn't go out of my way. To go that far. Just to see this. This would be something that I would have to see either. Passing. Through or in conjunction with some other stuff, right? So, like, I I personally would like to go to Greece one day and see a lot of the ancient Greek stuff because I just I find ancient Greek fascinating between mythology and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know the all the temples and structures. I I would love to see ancient Greece. Well, I would love to see ruins of ancient Greece and. Whatever. Wouldn't mind stopping out in Mykonos either. But, so, like, personally, like, that's that's one of those things that's on, like, my high up on my list. And what I would do if I were going there, I would make a stop in Egypt either on the way there or on the way back to see the pyramids and get out. And that's how I sort of look at Super Mario World in Japan. If they don't put one here, if I ever go out to that part of the world, I would stop in Japan to go check out Super Mario World and then get out. And that's it. But the park looks cool. What else we got here? Red Dead Online standalone. I think this this news actually came out last week and I slipped through the cracks. Um, Red Dead Online is now being sold as a standalone game. You won't have to buy Red Dead Redemption to play Red Dead Online. I this makes sense because Rockstar is making so much money off their online stuff, and it's only five bucks, which is or is that only five bucks until February fifteenth? It says here the standalone version of Red Dead Online is available from the PlayStation Store, Microsoft Store, Rockstar Games Launcher, Epic Game Store, and Steam for an introductory offer of four ninety nine which is 75% off the regular price until February 15th. So is this is this a $20? I don't feel like opening up Steam to look at it to be honest. Actually, I have the Epic Store open. Hold on. Red Dead Online. Yes. So until February 15th, it's 5 bucks. After that, it'll be 20. I don't know. I mean Okay. Uh Red Dead Online just doesn't do anything for me, honestly. But, if that's your thing, then there you go. You can get it for five bucks. Uh, this was a post I saw on the, the games subreddit earlier this week that I thought was worth just touching on real quick. Um, at the end of the year, Adobe Flash Player is officially done. That's it. It'll be gone forever. And it it's just a nice little time to reflect back to, like, Flash games, right? E-Bombs World, grounds, like, those websites where you just, you'd go and play a ton of Flash games. It's just, that's one of those things that, like, you know, I grew up with, right? Going to school, you go to a class with a computer, everyone's playing Flash games, or hang out with my friend. And, you know, we'd sit down and go to a website, and we'd be playing Flash games, just one of those things, like, they have a, a list of things here. Alien Hominids started out on Newgrounds. Obviously, that turned into an Xbox Arcade game. Uh, Bejeweled, Bloons Tower Defense, Club Penguin was a Flash Player game. Heli Attack is in here. Meat Boy started out on Fla- on uh, Newgrounds. Quop Robot Unicorn Attack. Like... And it, these are just a handful here, but N, which was, you know, Super Meat Boy before Super Meat Boy, really. Um, it's just a a great era for the internet. It's it's a bummer to see Flash Player die, even though nobody's nobody's using it. Uh, but all these games, some of the notable stuff, thought it was worth mentioning because I saw that post earlier this week, and I was like, wow, that's it's kind of cool. All right, um. Cyberpunk's out in the wild. I, I guess. yeah. Screw it. I'll just touch on it now. Um. People have been getting their copies of Cyberpunk. They're playing it. I know. I know review copies are out. And people are playing them. Um. So Cyberpunk's coming. It's not getting delayed. It's out this week. I, I've been pretty sure it's coming out for the last couple of weeks now. But. It's. It's coming. There's not going to be any last minute delay. Anything pushing it back. It's. It's coming out, it's going live 7 o'clock Wednesday on PC, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'll be coming home from work Wednesday and getting myself prepped and probably playing Cyberpunk that entire night. And then I have Thursday and Friday off, so I'm playing a shit ton of Cyberpunk this week. Uh, And I'm looking forward to it. Game looks fantastic. From what I gather, it sounds like it's very good, but... Cyberpunk's coming. Keep an eye out for spoilers and stuff, because they're definitely making the rounds. Uh, what else we got here? PS5 dominated the month for console sales, which is not surprising. It's, I mean, it's the most in-demand next-gen console right now. Uh, the The surprising thing here, so this is from gamesindustry.biz, the, the sub-headline here is Nintendo Switch slips to second place. For only the third time in two years. But. Second place. So the Nintendo Switch in the month of November. Beat out the Xbox Series X. Which is just. Mind blowing. One that, that the Switch is still selling. At such a high rate. But I don't know. I mean. There's just not a lot of buzz around the new Xbox. Which I guess makes sense right. It doesn't have any exclusives. But it's just, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting and worth noting. That the Switch is still super popular, even with an updated model probably coming out next year. And then... Cat, are you serious right now? Here comes my cat. I can't... I Honestly, I can't take my mic out without my cat coming over and trying to interrupt me. So, she's going to start being a pest. Let me just hit this real quick. Um, On the note for money... Genshin Impact in the last two months has made $400 million, which comes out to $6 million a day over the last two months. I mean, it's just absurd. Uh, again, the game's incredibly successful financially, and it's a good game. The only hope here is that you know nobody, nobody looks at this and says, oh, we can make a shit ton of money off these games and tries to turn a AAA game into that. Because that would, that would really suck. Now again, I don't think that's um, a very likely outcome. It's just something to keep in the back of your mind, right? A game like that, which is very clearly a fully fleshed game. It's not a cheap little mobile game. Making that kind of money through a gotcha system. It would not be well received in a AAA game. It would get absolutely eviscerated, which is why I don't think it'll happen. But it's something to keep an eye out for. I think Genshin Impact gets away with it a little bit, being that it is available on mobile and it's a it's a Chinese game. So I think it's just sort of people ex just ad- not accept or admit, but you expect a gotcha system in one of those games. Um, now I know. I think the the only other big Chinese title I can think of is the the Monkey King one that's coming out that I forget the name of. Now I I don't feel like that's going to be a game that has a system in this like that, especially since it's not a mobile game. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, that would probably kill that game, to be honest. Fun little piece of news. There's a rumor going around about Sora being announced in Super Smash Brothers. Sora from Kingdom Hearts and uh that would be fucking awesome. I love Sora. I on my list of characters I want in Super Smash Brothers, Sora is at the top. I oh that would be I would immediately sit down and play Super Smash Brothers if if they put Sora in. Like so I go back here right Back in January of 2019, I wrote a little blog post. My definitive Super Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC roster. I had Banjo and Kazooie on there. They're in. Spyro and Crash, who aren't in. But number three right here, I had Sora. And I I just think Sora would be such a perfect fit for Smash Bros. And I would... Oh, I would love it. That would just be fantastic. Now... Whether or not this is true or not, there are so many bullshit rumors that go around with Smash Brothers, so who knows. But there were there were pictures of a screen making the rounds this week that showed Sora and Incineroar fighting in like the training room and the character selection screen with the two of them selected. And I think the rumor was that it would be announced at the Game Awards. Is that going to happen? I have no idea. I know I saw a rumored list of announcements at the Game Awards. And Kingdom Hearts was on there. So I don't know. We'll see. But Sora and Smash would be Dynamite. Um, What else we got here? Some big Bioware news. <laughs> and not the good kind. <laughs> Man, Bioware just... They can't get a break. Um, Casey Hudson and Mark Dara left... Bioware this week um I, I honestly don't know where to start with this Casey Hudson obviously was running Bioware and this is now the second time he's left it he left Bioware in 2017 came back last year and now he's leaving again and Mark Dara was the executive producer on Dragon Age 4 I and then Bioware followed it up the next day saying that dragon age four would be at the game awards i i honestly i don't know but bioware at this point is bordering on being dead right what was it a couple weeks ago i was talking about mass effect and like this is a chance for the series to get back on the rails and here we go like this freaking studio is just getting absolutely annihilated and if it feels like Anthem is going to kill this studio, let's be honest. I mean, they were going down not a great path before that, and it just it got worse with Anthem. Um, but first, so the, the person who's being put in charge of Dragon Age 4 now is... Who do we have here? Christian Daly will be the executive producer. And hang on. There, there's a lot of names and stuff in here. I think it's Christian Daly. Who is the person that was supposed... Yeah. So Christian Daly's taking over Dragon Age 4. Who is also the same person... I believe running the Anthem rework. And it's the same studio running the Anthem rework. I, I don't know. I, Bioware's a mess. I There's a lot of information flowing around about this. And with Dragon Age 4 being shown at the Game Awards, the only thing I'm going to say, if this is one of these bullshit uh, developer diaries where it's behind the scenes in the studio and they're just showing you shots of developers working at computers with unfinished models and stuff on the screen and they're showing you concept art of the game and talking about the direction and all that garbage, just keep it. Don't give it to me. I don't want to see it. Don't give me one of those. If you announce this game and we've seen or heard nothing from it, and already heard that it's been overhauled, and now the guy who's in charge of it has left the studio, so if you don't have gameplay to show me, I don't want to see it. Either or, I will even take like a cinematic cutscene that that shows me like what the game's gonna be about just do not give me one of these bullcrap behind the scenes things I don't want that if I see that I'm gonna be pissed we've already gotten one of those I, I just I don't want to see another one I want I love dragon Age I want dragon age 4 but but I just oh, I'm gonna lose it if I see one of those videos that's all i'll say on that because your studio is a mess I don't care about the empty promises and whatever like just Show me that you got something or don't show me anything at all. Because I'm real sick of their shit. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I also saw this from the Entertainment Software Association the other day. Uh, video games contribute $90 billion to the United States economy right now. Uh, and I just wanted to throw this in here because I, I think it's important to really realize how big gaming has gotten especially with the pandemic this year and people being at home it like video video games are are, they're big they're getting bigger and you know they're made for everyone so like everyone should be playing and actually you know what On, on a related note i also saw a reddit thread earlier this week this guy he's got a youtube account his name is where is it left shoulder closed uh, he's he's someone who I don't I don't know his background. He doesn't have a left arm, right? And I, I'm a sucker for these videos, honestly. But he he uploaded a video called "Tips for Gaming with One Hand," left shoulder closed. You can look him up, and his whole YouTube channel is designed. Just giving, giving someone tips on how they can do something with one hand, right? What does he got here? Tips for changing drill bits, uh, tips for using a pocket knife. What else is he, how to replace a lawnmower blade with one arm, right? It's just his whole channel is just full of tips for people with one arm. And his, his hope is that, Hey, you know what? Someone who can't use their other arm or doesn't have a second arm I want to put these out there to try to help them. Uh, But he put his gaming one out there. He posted it on the game subreddit this week. Just going over some tips and then that thread. uh, If you search tips for gaming with one hand on the game subreddit, you can find it. Uh, His Reddit name is also Left Shoulder Closed. There are some other people who put comments in there talking about different mice that you could use on a computer or whatever. I... Like, this is why I think it's important to acknowledge that gaming is for everyone. And this is where accessibility settings come in. Like, ev- everyone should be able to play games and get enjoyment out of games. And, and I just, I think it's really good <clears throat> to see that sort of stuff. You know, because it's always interesting, right? Because you know you don't you don't realize it like there you know there are people out there who only have one hand and they have to find ways to play games with just their one hand and you know it's just uh, it's very interesting eye opening all that sort of stuff all that cheesy stuff huh, and then what else from Naughty Dog this week moving on to the next bit uh, Neil Druckmann was promoted to co president of Naughty Dog um. I think it's a warranted promotion. Um, obviously, his most recent work was The Last of Us Part Two, And, you know, regardless of how you feel about The Last of Us Part Two, II, obvi- natural- as I've said many times, I hate it. But Neil Druckmann is, is very good at what he does. And he does an excellent job at Naughty Dog. So, I think that's it's a warranted promotion. I he does good work. I I didn't particularly like his vision for The Last of Us Part II, but that doesn't make him any like, less bad at his job or less good at his job or whatever. And then the la- last little news bit, uh, this from earlier today, the Monster Hunter movie was pulled from Chinese theaters over quote, unquote, an offensive slur. <laughs> Uh, if you saw this, this is this is just so dumb. And this is just... It's just dumb. And, I, I mean, it's not surprising given the way stuff happens over there and how sensitive they are to this sort of material in China. It was like a 10-second clip. I saw I got posted by, I think, Daniel... Yeah, Daniel Amade on Twitter. Just a... One... Just an abysmally bad joke, right? The guys are driving through the Humvee. You got this dude driving, and then the guy in the passenger seat's an Asian guy. And he says something to him about knees, and he's like, what knees or something? Or what kind of knees? And then the Asian guy looks at him and says, Chinese, and laughs. It's just, that joke is so Bad. It's so bad. Like, that one line, really, it makes me want to see the movie because I, I just want to know how bad it is. Because it's like, that's it's not funny. It doesn't make sense. It's so stupid. But naturally, they got all freaked out over it in China. So, they're pulling the movie from theaters there and re-releasing it without that 10-second line in there whatever i just wanted to make fun of the line because it was so dumb uh all right let's take a break actually what is this oh never mind that's in the next thing all right let's take a quick little break here and i'll come back talk about what i've been playing this week talk about the mandalorian a little bit and then wrap it up all right we're back all right first thing this week the Fortnite event that was on tuesday uh, it was freaking awesome. You know, Galactus showed up in all his big thunderous glory. Started ripping through the zero point. Right? Iron Man flies in, gives us a jet pack. We get to fly the battle bus. They're cranking ACDC while you're flying at them. All oh, the whole event was just dynamite. It was awesome. Uh, oh, it was just, it was terrific. It was so good. I don't know what if um, there were issues of people getting locked out. I know I didn't see it as much, so I don't I don't know if that was like a big prevalent issue. I actually got out of work early that day, so I came home, fired up Fortnite, just let it run for like four hours to make sure that I was in the server when the time came. Um, oh, it was a fantastic event! It was super cool. Obviously, because I'm a, a fan of Marvel. I really enjoyed it. Um, It was just, it was, it was crazy good. And then obviously that kicked, you know, they shut the server down. And then it started back up the next day and Wednesday was the new season. Before we touch on the new season real quick, I just want to touch, this goes back to Twitch's ineptitude, right? Twitch support tweeted out, this was the night after, like a couple hours after the event. They tweeted out if you streamed the Fortnite Nexus War event and you want to be cautious about DMCA risk from the music in that event, this was 30 seconds of an ECDC song. Consider exporting, downloading, and then deleting any related VODs or clips. It's just like how how do you how do you run a company as big as Twitch and and think that that's the way it should go. Oh, if you're concerned about DMCA during your stream, delete your VOD. Like, like no. Why don't you find a solution? Look, I get it. DMCA is complicated with streaming. I get it. But you, I I just don't feel like Twitch does anything to try to deal with this issue. This is not an issue on YouTube, right? You know, you go to the videos for all the big streamers. They had to mute their streams during the ACDC portion of the event. Because they're afraid of getting copyright strikes. I, I I don't know. Just, I get it. Again, it's complicated. I know. I don't know. You make a shit ton of money. You're owned by Amazon. I don't know. Throw some money around and try to figure something out. It's just, it's just a dumb quote-unquote solution to the problem but anyway Fortnite's new season is dynamite i've been having a fantastic time if you're not in the loop uh so the zero point which is like the the core of the island it's where all the island's power is got got ripped up ripped open by galactus stuff's all screwed up the whole middle of the island is like this big sandy area Uh, it's delayed right now but you can go in the sand and dig around underneath the sand at a faster speed there's like little rocks you can consume that let you teleport forward a little bit what else do you have in there right you brought back so with the zero point being all messed with there's like a convergence between different realities so Pieces of the first island are now on the second island because they're blending. Right, so Tilted Towers is halfway back. It's blended into Salty. uh, Is it Salty Springs? Is that the name of it? I think so. Uh, I think Tomato Town's back. Uh, Greasy Grove is coming. Is like halfway back. Right, Dusty Depot, my tried and true drop point when I first played Fortnite, is kind of back and it's just it's it's super cool and and i feel like the game flows much better now than it has at any other point in chapter two i think the whole middle of the map is super fun you can drop right in the middle and just never leave it's just so fun and then with the bounties the the bounty system is kind of just sort of there right you don't really get anything super good from it you You accumulate gold, playing and completing challenges and stuff like that, that you can use to buy guns or upgrade guns or hire NPC mercenary help. And it's whatever, but so that the gold is sort of an afterthought. But the bounties are nice, just because you know it. I don't know. It creates a little pressure, right? You get a bounty on you, and it's like, oh shit! You know, I got to keep my eye, keep my eyes open. I gotta be aware. Am I getting close? Like what's going on? You're chasing someone down, you at least have an idea of where they're at and you can sort of navigate around them. Right? It's just Oh, I I think the pacing so far this season, at least around the center of the map, is just terrific. Uh I've been having a great time. First time I can really say that playing Fortnite in a while. I mean I've I've enjoyed like I enjoyed the beginning of the Marvel season but i'm i'm like genuinely having a great time playing right now it's it's been super fun and we'll see how that holds up especially you know later this week when i'm playing cyberpunk all the time i don't know how much fortnite i'll be playing but i'll be keeping my eye on it cuz i'm having a good time and you know the mandalorians at the forefront of it it's super cool but that's fortnite new season it's a lot of fun uh demon souls so I'm trying to get this done by by the time Cyberpunk comes out. I don't think I have a whole lot left. I'm putting this game in the category of... If I don't finish it before Cyberpunk comes out... I'm probably just never going to touch it again. And I'm going to try to finish it. But it's it's just not doing it for me. I, I'll i be honest. I think this game's overrated. And, and that's not me being like super edgy... I, I just don't think, I think the reason it's been so well regarded by people who liked it at the time is because it was the first Souls game, and it you just, which is fine, but it's just not, I look, the game's super pretty, and it's not bad, I think it's worth playing, But it's just not, it's not what I expected, right? It's just not that difficult. The vast majority of the fights are not hard. And, you know, I encountered one boss that, you know, I looked at and said, ooh, this could actually be kind of challenging. But the only reason it's challenging is because they made you fight him on a super narrow platform that you can get knocked off of. Like the actual fight itself was not hard and the boss flies in the air and the pathing is all screwed up because they didn't... I imagine the pathing was just a pain in the ass on the PS3 and they just didn't change it in the PS5 version. So, you know, they're flying and landing on midair. It's just... I don't know. I just... I, I don't think it's that good. It's a fine game. You know, if I'm rating it, maybe it's like a 3 out of 5 it's just, it's just fine, I don't know, it, God bless you if, if you love it, and you're enjoying it, and whatever, that's fine, I, I just, it's not doing, it's not doing anything for me, I, I have not encountered a single point in Demon Souls where I was like, wow, I'm loving this, or I'm having a great time, it's just like, no, I'm just sort of making my way through, and it's, it's whatever, it is what it is, I, it's it's just fine. I don't know. I I wish I liked it more. I just I it's not doing anything for me. Sorry. But that's all I've been playing. All right, Demon Souls and Fortnite. Kind of kind of quiet. We're just sort of buying time until Cyberpunk. Um All right. So, The Mandalorian this week, obviously spoilers. If you haven't seen the episode or whatever, turn back now because dot 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 Boba Fett's back. Um so I'll say I'm I'm a little surprised that they went to Tython so fast. I I thought for sure we were getting another filler episode this week and that didn't happen. They went straight to Tython. Uh Grogu did his little Jedi communing stuff, so obviously a Jedi is going to show up at some point. Right? They wouldn't have shown you Grogu meditating on the, the rock with this giant beam of light shooting in the sky. If a Jedi wasn't going to show up at some point. Again, I, I think it's going to be Ezra. But I don't rule out Luke. And, and a big reason I don't rule out Luke. Is because Dave Filoni has done such a good job with these series at correcting things or straightening things out from the movies that people didn't like. And I just wonder if they would take this opportunity, you know, this is what, five, six years after Return of the Jedi, you could use some de-aging tech and dial Mark Hamill back a little bit, right? Darken his hair, do a little de-aging, and you could probably get away with Mark Hamill assuming you didn't go with like sebastian shaw as a younger luke skywalker um but you would give you would give the people who were really now look i didn't like the last jedi i have a lot of problems with the last jedi the handling of luke is not one of them i i like i like when my characters are challenged right i i like when things don't always go right For characters and I I like the idea of hey you know what Luke tried to rebuild the Jedi he failed and he was afraid of his own failure and he didn't want to try again and he just called it quits now that doesn't fit if you just view Luke as like the ultimate Jedi who is just this beacon of hope and optimism But I don't know, I like the idea of taking that type of character and beating him down and making him just cynical to the nth degree. So I like that. But I understand why a lot of people didn't. If you brought Luke back here, you're bringing Luke back at the height of his you know, Jedi-ness or whatever you want to call it. And you could give people that version of Luke. Not saying that's what they're going to do, but I could see it if that's the direction they go. I still think it's going to be Ezra, but to be determined. So, um, what happened? Grogu got kidnapped, but Boba Fett came back. So, I did think it was super cool when... You know, Din hears, he hears something in the sky, he turns around, and there's Slave One flying across the screen. And I, as soon as I saw Slave One, I sat up in my bed, and I was like, here we go. It's Boba time. And I've I've never been a huge Boba Fett guy. Um, I understand why he was popular. But it's just like, the EU just like made, like, I don't know, it's just something about the way the EU handled Boba Fett that I just didn't like. Like, I, I don't want Boba Fett crawling out of the Sarlacc pit and then just going on escapades everywhere in the galaxy doing whatever. Right? I, I sort of like the, the grizzled, beaten-down version of Boba that we're getting. And it was nice, not that I'm... Being someone who's not, like, obsessed with Boba Fett, it was nice to see, you know... Show me why Boba Fett was the top bounty hunter in the galaxy. Show me why Vader and the Empire turned to Boba Fett when they needed a bounty hunter. Right? just He guts his armor back and just went full badass on the Stormtroopers and just destroyed them. And I love that he has a heavy blaster too. There's something about the heavy blasters in Star Wars that I just love them. There, there's like a like a base to all the shots. It's heavy. Oh, I, oh, it was it's fantastic. And now obviously with Grogu kidnapped, Boba feels he's indebted to Din and he's going on this little escapade with him to get Grogu back. So they're going to go get Bill Burr's character next week. Put together their little band. My guess is Din will find a way to recruit uh, Bo-Katan since they're going after Moff Gideon. That would be my guess. I don't think Ahsoka is going to show back up this season. It wouldn't necessarily surprise me, but I don't think it's going to happen. So you'll probably get, you know, Bill Burr's character, the uh, the other bounty hunter there. Boba rescued from Tatooine, I forget her name the sharpshooter so Din, Boba, Bill Burr's character, maybe Bo-Katan I mean that's a pretty that's a pretty good squad um and we still didn't see what the Dark Troopers are capable of so I don't know we'll we'll see how this I honestly, I, I don't know how these last two episodes are gonna go um which makes it exciting Uh, the only other thing i'll mention with the mandalorian uh it's it's very clear right now that their lucasfilm is going to treat their live action series the same way they treat the animated series they're going to cross over there's going to be a lot of overlap characters popping in and out everywhere and and i just think it's super cool i i love this format for star wars i just i think it's really good because you can flesh out more than the movies they're the episodes are nice even when they're just short ones like this week was what 25 minutes maybe it just you know crunch it all up give me what i need and move on and i just i it's easy to consume it's really well done you have room to really get goofy and overlap and introduce a bunch of new stuff and try stuff i i just think this is a great format for star wars i don't want movies to go anywhere but i i really like the tv shows and, and i like that they're doing they're handling the live action shows this way and then just one note there there was a rumor going around the last couple of days that uh there is a the new or a new Star Wars animated series is in production um, that's about the High Republic, which is obviously the new era that they're about to start. I think they're about to release the first book for the High Republic. Um, something to keep, in, keep an eye out for. But, yeah, I I think this is great. If they handle all the live-action series like The Mandalorian, that's good for Star Wars. And I'm looking forward to see where they go with it. And that's that's pretty much it. Um, so what's coming this week? The game awards, Thursday night, nine o'clock Eastern. Should be a good time. A lot of new game announcements. It'll be a fun night. It's a bummer, it's the same day as Cyberpunk, but it is what it is. It's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I'm it'll honestly it'll probably be nice to have like a little break from Cyberpunk at that point. Because you probably figure I'm going to play five, six hours Wednesday night and then all day Thursday. And then come nine o'clock can watch the Game Awards. Just hang out, reflect on the year. And it'll be a good time. The Game Awards is always a good time. I hope it runs a little shorter than it did last year. I think last year was like a three hour show. It doesn't have to be that long. But anyway, Game Awards Thursday night. Uh, as for games coming out this week, what do we have here? Drawn to Life, Two Realms. Call of the Sea. Destiny 2 on next gen. Doom Eternal on the Switch. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Ghost Runner, Wood Salt. Brigandine, The Legend of Runerija. Runerija? I don't know. Cyberpunk 2077. Finally. Medal of Honor above and beyond and Panzer Dragoon remake. That's it for the week. Um That's it. So keep an eye out um obviously I'll have I'll have articles coming out especially I got a couple so I got one coming out on Assassin's Creed story. It's probably my last Assassin's Creed article for a while. Um I want to write one about pacing in Fortnite and then I want to see if I can write one about Guild Wars. I don't know if they're going to let me write one, honestly, because Guild Wars 2 is such a niche thing. I imagine it doesn't drive a whole lot of clicks. So I'm not sure if they'll let me run with it or not, but I'll try. And then it'll all be Cyberpunk. Try to get those articles done by then, and we'll see how how Cyberpunk goes. I'll play, and as things come up, keep an eye out. I'll be writing about it. Um... Again, you can follow me Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram at Sixter. We'll definitely be doing some cyberpunk streams over the weekend. You know, I'll probably do a cyberpunk stream definitely one Saturday and maybe one Thursday or Friday in the morning. We'll see. Probably Thursday thursday morning friday morning we'll do a stream in there somewhere keep an eye out on twitter i'll let you know so streams i don't know we'll see maybe i'll do a youtube video this week i still i still got i'm like way behind on shit i got a whole bunch of stuff to do anyway keep an eye out thanks for listening thanks for hanging out always appreciate the company have a wonderful week i'll talk to you next week where we'll talk a shit ton about cyberpunk adios